Part five of a collection of stories, reviews, and essays by Willis Siebert Cather. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part five Eric Hermanson's Soul, Section three. About midnight, the dance at Lockhart's was at its height. Even the old men who had come to look on caught the spirit of revelry and stamped the floor with the vigor of old Silenus eric took the violin from the frenchman and minna oleson sat at the organ and the music grew more and more characteristic rude half mournful music made up of the folk-songs of the north that the villagers sing through the long night in hamlets by the sea when they are thinking of the sun and the spring and the fishermen so long away to margaret some of it sounded like grieg's peer gent music she found something irresistibly infectious in the mirth of these people who were so seldom merry and she felt almost one of them something seemed struggling for freedom in them to-night something of the joyous childhood of the nations which exile had not killed the girls were all boisterous with delight pleasure came to them but rarely and when it came they caught at it wildly and crushed its fluttering wings in their strong brown fingers they had a hard life enough most of them torrid summers and freezing winters labour and drudgery and ignorance were the portion of their girlhood a short wooing a hasty loveless marriage unlimited maternity thankless sons premature age and ugliness were the dower of their womanhood but what matter to-night there was hot liquor in the glass and hot blood in the heart to-night they danced to-night eric hermanson had renewed his youth he was no longer the big silent norwegian who had sat at margaret's feet and looked hopelessly into her eyes to-night he was a man with a man's rights and a man's power to-night he was siegfried indeed his hair was yellow as the heavy wheat in the ripe of summer and his eyes flashed like the blue water between the ice-packs in the north seas he was not afraid of margaret to-night and when he danced with her he held her firmly she was tired and dragged on his arm a little but the strength of the man was like an all-pervading fluid stealing through her veins awakening under her heart some nameless unsuspected existence that had slumbered there all these years and that went out through her throbbing finger-tips to his that answered she wondered if the hoydenish blood of some lawless ancestor long asleep were calling out in her to-night some drop of a hotter fluid that the centuries had failed to cool and why if this curse were in her it had not spoken before but was it a curse this awakening this wealth before undiscovered this music set free for the first time in her life her heart held something stronger than herself was not this worth while then she ceased to wonder she lost sight of the lights and the faces and the music was drowned by the beating of her own arteries she saw only the blue eyes that flashed above her felt only the warmth of that throbbing hand which held hers and which the blood of his heart fed dimly as in a dream she saw the drooping shoulders high white forehead and tight cynical mouth of the man she was to marry in december for an hour she had been crowding back the memory of that face with all her strength 
let us stop this is enough she whispered his only answer was to tighten the arm behind her she sighed and let that masterful strength bear her where it would she forgot that this man was little more than a savage that they would part at dawn the blood has no memories no reflections no regrets for the past no consideration of the future let us go out where it is cooler she said when the music stopped thinking i am growing faint here i shall be all right in the open air they stepped out into the cool blue air of the night since the older folk had begun dancing the young norwegians had been slipping out in couples to climb the windmill tower into the cooler atmosphere as is their custom you like to go up asked eric close to her ear she turned and looked at him with suppressed amusement how high is it forty feet about i will not let you fall there was a note of irresistible pleading in his voice and she felt that he tremendously wished her to go well why not this was a night of the unusual when she was not herself at all but was living an unreality to-morrow yes in a few hours there would be the vestibule limited and the world well if you'll take good care of me i used to be able to climb when i was a little girl once at the top and seated on the platform they were silent margaret wondered if she would not hunger for that scene all her life through all the routine of the days to come above them stretched the great western sky serenely blue even in the night with all its big burning stars never so cold and dead and far away as in denser atmospheres the moon would not be up for twenty minutes yet and all about the horizon that wide horizon which seemed to reach around the world lingered a pale white light as of a universal dawn the weary wind brought up to them the heavy odors of the cornfields the music of the dance sounded faintly from below eric leaned on his elbow beside her his legs swinging down on the ladder his great shoulders looked more than ever like those of the stone dory forest who stands in his perfect reposeful strength in the louvre and had often made her wonder if such men died for ever with the youth of greece how sweet the corn smells at night said margaret nervously yes like the flowers that grow in paradise i think she was somewhat startled by this reply and more startled when this taciturn man spoke again you go away to-morrow yes we have stayed longer than we thought to now you do not come back any more no i expect not you see it is a long trip halfway across the continent you soon forget about this country i guess it seemed to him now a little thing to lose his soul for this woman but that she should utterly forget this night into which he threw all his life and all his eternity that was a bitter thought no eric i will not forget you have all been too kind to me for that and you won't be sorry you danced this one night will you i never be sorry i have not been so happy before i not be so happy again ever you will be happy many nights yet i only this one i will dream sometimes maybe 
the mighty resignation of his tone alarmed and touched her it was as when some great animal composes itself for death as when a great ship goes down at sea she sighed but did not answer him he drew a little closer and looked into her eyes you are not always happy too he asked no not always eric not very often i think you have a trouble yes but i cannot put it into words perhaps if i could do that i could cure it he clasped his hands together over his heart as children do when they pray and said falteringly if i own all the world i give him you margaret felt a sudden moisture in her eyes and laid her hand on his thank you eric i believe you would but perhaps even then i should not be happy perhaps i have too much of it already she did not take her hand away from him she did not dare she sat still and waited for the traditions in which she had always believed to speak and save her but they were dumb she belonged to an ultra-refined civilization which tries to cheat nature with elegant sophistries cheat nature bah one generation may do it perhaps two but the third can we ever rise above nature or sink below her did she not turn on jerusalem as upon sodom upon st anthony in his desert as upon nero in his seraglio does she not always cry in brutal triumph i am here still at the bottom of things warming the roots of life you cannot starve me nor tame me nor thwart me i made the world i rule it and i am its destiny this woman on a windmill tower at the world's end with a giant barbarian heard that cry to-night and she was afraid ah the terror and the delight of that moment when first we fear ourselves until then we have not lived come eric let us go down the moon is up and the music has begun again she said he rose silently and stepped down upon the ladder putting his arm about her to help her that arm could have thrown thor's hammer out in the cornfields yonder yet it scarcely touched her and his hand trembled as it had done in the dance his face was level with hers now and the moonlight fell sharply upon it all her life she had searched the faces of men for the look that lay in his eyes she knew that that look had never shone for her before would never shine for her on earth again that such love comes to one only in dreams or in impossible places like this unattainable always this was love's self in a moment it would die stung by the agonized appeal that emanated from the man's whole being she leaned forward and laid her lips on his once twice and again she heard the deep respirations rattle in his throat while she held them there and the riotous force under her heart became an engulfing weakness he drew her up to him until he felt all the resistance go out of her body until every nerve relaxed and yielded when she drew her face back from his it was white with fear let us go down oh my 
god let us go down she muttered and the drunken stars up yonder seemed reeling to some appointed doom as she clung to the rounds of the ladder all that she was to know of love she had left upon his lips the devil is loose again whispered olaf olesen as he saw eric dancing a moment later his eyes blazing but eric was thinking with an almost savage exultation of the time when he should pay for this ah there would be no quailing then if ever a soul went fearlessly proudly down to the gates infernal his should go for a moment he fancied he was there already treading down the tempest of flame hugging the fiery hurricane to his breast he wondered whether in ages gone all the countless years of sinning in which men had sold and lost and flung their souls away any man had ever so cheated satan had ever bartered his soul for so great a price it seemed but a little while till dawn the carriage was brought to the door and willis elliot and his sister said good-bye she could not meet eric's eyes as she gave him her hand but as he stood by the horse's head just as the carriage moved off she gave him one swift glance that said i will not forget in a moment the carriage was gone eric changed his coat and plunged his head into the water tank and went to the barn to hook up his team as he led his horses to the door a shadow fell across his path and he saw skinner rising in his stirrups his rugged face was pale and worn with looking after his wayward flock with dragging men into the way of salvation good morning eric there was a dance here last night he asked sternly a dance oh yes a dance replied eric cheerfully certainly you did not dance eric yes i danced i danced all the time the minister's shoulders drooped and an expression of profound discouragement settled over his haggard face there was almost anguish in the yearning he felt for this soul eric i didn't look for this from you i thought god had set his mark on you if he ever had on any man and it is for things like this that you set your soul back a thousand years from god oh foolish and perverse generation eric drew himself up to his full height and looked off to where the new day was gilding the corn tassels and flooding the uplands with light as his nostrils drew in the breath of the dew and the morning something from the only poetry he had ever read flashed across his mind and he murmured half to himself with dreamy exultation and a day shall be as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day cosmopolitan april 1900 end of part 5